Chosen is the largest crowdfunded television project in history, and it's about midway through the project run, meaning I think they're going to have seven seasons, and they're in, you know, they're doing season four right now, working on it. They've got all the source material written. So yes. That's good. So Carly Boyette, our entertainment contributor, wanted to bring you the inside scoop on the series from creator, producer, writer, director, Dallas Jenkins. Do not be anxious about your life. Whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Hey, Joy FM friends, Carly Boyette again here on the set of The Chosen. Who else is a big fan of the show like myself? I'm so excited to be here. And here's the deal. They're currently filming season four. It's going to be seven seasons. So this means right now is the perfect time to do a mid-series check-in. Dallas, so excited uh, to be here with you again. I was Again, yes, you were here for season three. I'm sure you hear this all the time of how The Chosen, it just puts everything in context. And that's the word that keeps coming to mind for me and kind of being here again on how this show, it's almost like I think of it like Wizard of Oz, like when everything gets brought to color. I just kind of want to get your thought on, you know, maybe even your encouragement for others that haven't watched the show yet on how important context is in understanding Jesus and the disciples and everything. Yeah. We the, the analogy of the Wizard of Oz is great, the idea of going from black and white to color. Um, Obviously, the Bible uh, is is already alive. It, it's not being brought to life more. We're being brought to life more, hopefully, by the, by the show sometimes. But here's something that's really important. Anyone who's said, we hear this all the time, of course, you, you shouldn't do a show that has anything outside of Scripture in it. It should only stick to the Scripture. Here's why I think that's a ludicrous thing to say. Because nobody only reads Scripture and understands all of it unless they've had some sort of context and it comes in the form of a sermon. When a pastor gets up, he just doesn't literally read the scripture and then sit back down. Uh, there's history books. There's uh, you go online. I, I guarantee you, any Bible reader who's who's taking it seriously has gone online and said, "What does this mean? What was this referring to?" Any good study Bible has the context in which it was written. A lot of books, if we read them, we wouldn't know who wrote them if we didn't have some context, if we didn't look elsewhere for some of these answers. If we didn't understand how the Pharisees and Sadducees worked, how the Sanhedrin worked, the history of Jerusalem, the history of the Roman oppression, if we didn't understand any of that, obviously there are still some key elements of Scripture that would still bring us to life, the core elements of the gospel. But the stories, uh, some of the teachings of Jesus would not make sense to us if we did not have some sort of context. The show is doing that just in a focused way and through the medium of television. Our job is, in, our, in, 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 in my estimation, is to take these historical figures, uh, one of whom happens to be the savior of the universe, down from stained glass windows, down from statues and from paintings, and uh, breathe some life into the portrayal. Not breathe some life into Jesus himself, but breathe life into the portrayal so that people can go, 
oh, that's what it may have looked like. That's what it may have sounded like. That's the context into which these stories live. We were just uh, airing a little something with Carly Boyette, our yes. media contributor. I wanted to mention, you can see that whole video at themorningcruise.com. We have links there for you now, and she has several of the cast members from The Chosen on that interview. I was just looking through my um, Chosen app, which is now as part of Angel TV. Mm. Yep. And I'm, I'm having trouble finding what I saw. I saw yesterday, this sounds like a joke, it's not, but... A priest, a rabbi, and an evangelical minister <laughs> sit down at a table. Right, right. Hmm. Uh, that's actually the lineup uh, mm-hmm. with Dallas Jenkins. The four of them sit down at a table, mm. and they basically they're he's they're they're some of the ministerial advisors that they use on the show. And what they called it is it's it's a fact check. They're yeah. sitting the three, the minister, the rabbi, and the evangelical or the Catholic priest. Yep. are fact checking the chosen yes. basically. Yeah, I actually watched this, Dave. You might have expected that, but when it first came out, I watched the. I think I watched the whole. The I, whole. I was thing. looking for it because it's mm-hmm. interesting to me. Yeah, uh, especially to see that particular lineup looking through and giving their opinion on, you know, how not only just how how much are you leaning on the Bible as source, right? But some of the extra biblical fictional accounts that they weave in to fill out the story. How much of that would be historically accurate or biblically accurate. Yeah. It's kind of like what you would do if you were a pastor and you were reading commentaries and sources about the culture and the times and the the culture and things like that. You'd have that kind of source material. Well, Dallas just has that kind of source material sitting at the table with right. him. And I forget who the guys are, but they're all very capable, uh, and they all really shed light on the world of the Gospels. Right. It's like this would have been the way that fishing boats operated. This would have been the journey from Galilee to Jerusalem. This would have been what it would have been like to go through Samaria. Right. You know, all the things we read about in the Gospels, and that would be, that's kind of what I got out of that. I just saw a little clip of it, enough to make me want to watch. Like at one point, the Catholic priest is talking about how some people may view the presentation of Mary in The Chosen. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, good, bad, and ugly. Mm-hmm. And then one talking about uh, in this this last season, Peter goes through some kind of dark periods. He goes through a an almost angry point where he's he's just, he's irritated with the other disciples who are hanging out at his house, and he can't just spend some time alone with his wife because right. they're all hanging out with him. And, you know, he ends up helping to fix a well, and during that, he's just processing all these feelings about oh yeah this new reality that has become his life. Carly's got some great stuff on that interview, including she, she yeah. talks to Gaius, the guy that plays the Roman guard mm-hmm. who guards initially yeah. Matthew, and that's and now it's Gaius and and Peter, Peter doing the well their together relationship. Yeah. So and he says, I don't know where my character's going. He goes, mm-hmm. and he's been a friend of Dallas's for a long time, but mm-hmm. he says, I don't know what's going to happen with season four. Right. season four is going to debut in January in mm-hmm. theaters. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's, I think they're planning to do theater debuts for the rest of the season. I have some speculation about Gaius and where his character is headed. And I would not be surprised if we see Gaius um, eventually becoming, well, perhaps uh, the Roman centurion who requests healing for his daughter. Uh-huh. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't turn up in season seven at the crucifixion. 
That could be the case, Dave. You're a, you're a dramatic uh, a script writer, and you you think that way in story form. So right. I mean, there you are probably some, are onto something. There are some points in the New Testament that his character could represent, right? And bring it into into life, right? Hey, if you want to see that whole interview, uh, again, it's at themorningcruise.com. Go check it out. Yesterday was Pete's birthday. My husband Pete. I talked about it yesterday. How I hadn't gotten him anything. And he actually heard that we were cracking up last night because we were. If you, I think I'd said it later later in the show that you can tell when you're an old married couple mm-hmm. that you know you look over the night before their birthday and you're like, "Hey, babe, <laughs> I don't have anything for your birthday tomorrow," which he kind of knew. He kind of knew, but I think that the icing on the cake. No pun intended. Because <laughs> there was what, no cake. <laughs> well, we did do we did write to Delhi. We always we do take care of that. But um, it was I we were going to go to this restaurant that he'd been wanting to go to. By the way, loved it. it was gr- first time we'd ever been there. It was fantastic. Um, but he had been given a gift card to it like a year ago um, at one of his closings as a gift, and so that took care of almost half the bill last night, which was super, super great. But anyway, we just had a great dinner last night. A couple things. I got home super, super late, which, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bed at eight, eight fifteen. That's my bedtime, uh, for one, but just, uh, had just a couple of thoughts as I was sitting there last night at dinner. Number one, it was, we all acknowledged this cause it, you know, the girls were there. My mom was there. We just, um, we acknowledged that just given, what's happened the last because that's the first time I'd seen my mom and Abby since this weekend and just to be together as a family just to sit there and you know and and obviously we talked a little bit about what was going on but we also laughed a lot and Pete had gone this past weekend to go see his brother and that was super meaningful Um, so it just I don't know sometimes there's just these times in life where it's just I don't know it just it means more it yeah. just means more where you're sitting there and you're you're just so appreciative of family. You don't take it for granted. You enjoy each other's company. You process together. You talk together. You laugh together. Um, so that was one thought that I had. And then even looking around the restaurant, just looking at other families, um, just thinking the same thing, that they're there together, but also thinking about everything that we've talked about. And I'm not going to go into to that right now. We've talked about it quite a bit, but just... Just thinking about those families that were doing all those same things the day before on Friday, yeah. you know, yeah. with their children, with their parents, celebrating birthdays. Sweet couple came in. They were sitting right across from us. They had a baby in a little carrier, mm. sweetest little baby ever. Picked the baby up in the middle of the dinner, and it just, I mean, there's, <laughs> I didn't want to be the crazy woman, but there was part of me that just wanted to go over to that sweet mama and say, can I just hold your baby for just two <laughs> minutes and just squeeze this baby? I didn't. I didn't. We just kind of admired yeah, from a But distance, I get where you're coming from. And yeah. that's, that's, it's, yeah. it's the ordinariness of life. Yes. And the, and the, the family and yeah. community that we have yes. that, that makes life special. And we mm-hmm. spend so much time pursuing extraordinary things or thinking mm-hmm. that our consuming somehow is going to make life more meaningful or not the truth, mm-hmm. whatever. And it's those kinds of moments that remind us what life is about. And it's that that was ripped away from so many families Which, this weekend yes. in Israel and the Gaza Strip. And just, it's, 
which yeah. makes you want to take mm. just you don't want to take it you don't want to take it for granted you don't want to take those family moments for granted and then my last thought is I'm looking around I'm like why are all you people out so late on a Wednesday night we've got a birthday to celebrate what are y'all here we should all be in bed it's just crazy the number of people that are out at a restaurant yeah. on a weeknight this is when you t- when this is when you know you um, are old just, yeah just Thank- remember not everybody goes to bed at eight o'clock exactly I know but at this point it was probably nine thirty. oh my goodness <laughs> wow wow bill gosh nine thirty I know well, you gotta- sleep by then Dave <laughs> I know college kids don't stay up that late <laughs> Carmen, you were talking about Pete's birthday being yesterday. I don't know uh-huh. how adventurous Pete is. I know he's athletic, but yeah, would he ever be one of those people that decides, hey, for my birthday this year, I, mm-hmm. I think I want to skydive? No, no, never, never, never. That's not his never. deal, Bill. You got is not in either uh, one of us. <laughs> yeah. At least one of your kids decided to skydive, right? Adam on his 18th birthday. Yeah, uh, I don't know why it is it that people was, sometimes, yeah, think, um, on on my birthday. I'm going to celebrate my birth by jumping out of a very good plane. <laughs> I don't either. But Are you about to tell the story about the woman? I am. Uh, I Bill, you may not have day. seen this. I've not seen it. On October 1st, Dorothy Hoffner decided to uh, leap out of a plane. She successfully dove 13,500 uh, 13, feet, uh, trying to set a Guinness World Record. She did not tell her family ahead of time that she would be celebrating her birthday by jumping out of a plane. They actually found out the next day when they read it in the paper. you got to be kidding. (laughs) I am not kidding. Uh, Now, the thing that makes this noteworthy and uh, the the reason it was a potential Guinness record, which they're still trying to verify, is that Dorothy uh, did this on her 104th birthday. (gasps) Yes. I saw this. Yes. Word. 104 years old. Now. Jumping out of an airplane. Pause one second. How how old was former President George Bush? Was he 91? I thought that was pretty remarkable. Yeah, he was not 104. 104 years old. But still, that was, that's, that's, that's up there. Amazing. Now here's the, there's a, there's a downside to this particular story. On the upside, she successfully completed her jump. 13,500 feet. They are still trying to see if it is a, a Guinness record. The Guinness people are trying to confirm it. Mm-hmm. The The sort of sad news is that on Monday, Dorothy passed away. Oh. So she jumped out of a plane on October 1st. Right. Then on Monday, she passed away. If she ends up in the Guinness Book of World Records, which was her goal, she won't have lived to see it. Right. I do think it's strange that her family found out about it by reading it in the paper the next day. I, when you mm-hmm. said that she is of that advanced age, I didn't find it strange because, you know, when you're 104, you don't have to tell anybody. You just do what you no. want. Well, yeah, that's you would, that's, you would that's think true. That, but, you know, I think I'm going to check on mom on her birthday. Right. She's not answering her phone. I don't know what she's up to. <laughs> up to being the well, key words there. I was there. jumping out of a plane, dear. You know, I, I don't know. So we'll see if the Guinness Book of World Records people decide that it is a world record. But strange but true. Jump out of a plane October 1st at 104, pass away on Monday in your sleep. I guess she went out living a full life. And it's time for the segment we've all been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly Thoughtful Thursday. Oh, my goodness. Category today is geography. 
And just to sweeten the pot a little bit, the winner, Dave or Carmen, will get a free cup oh, of coffee of my this? choice. Yes, you get to do I, this. I, free cup of coffee of my choice for the winner. And if it's a tie, I get mm-hmm. the cup of coffee. So okay. So here we and go. What is this again? Thoroughly, Thoroughly thoughtful? thoughtful Thursday. At, uh-huh. Do you have any game show music over there? You never have any game show. Well, there's play, a reason for that. Play, <laughs> play the Rocky theme or something. I don't care. Just uh, <laughs> I took that off the board, too. Oh, don't encourage him, Dave. We'll, we'll play okay. this one. All right, we got that one. Here we go. Thoroughly Thoughtful Thursday, Category Geography. Question number one, if you were taking yeah. a road trip from Atlanta, which yeah. would be farther, Key West or Dallas, Texas? I'm going to say Dallas, Texas. Dave says Dallas, Carmen. Actually, I'll go with Key West. I'll go with Key West. Florida's a long state. Winner is Carmen. Key West, actually, Dave, it is surprising, is 820 miles or 12 hours and 28 minutes from Atlanta. Dallas is 781 or 11 hours and 23 minutes down I-20. Huh. That's crazy, huh? Okay. Uh, I'm thoroughly thoughtful at the moment. Okay. Okay. So, question number two. Uh, Carmen, you go first in this one. Of what okay. South American country is Santiago the capital? Oh, my goodness. Santiago. People are screaming at the radio right now. I know. I'm so sorry. I'll just, I'm going to, it's not Colombia, but I'm just going to say, are you laughing at me? No, I know. It's cool. I'm saying, no, you're laughing. Why are you saying it? No, I'm laughing I mean, with you. you. <laughs> Dave, would you like to jump in with Why your... is Columbia not a country? Well, yes, but that's not I don't it. know. That's, that's okay. not correct. Not correct. Chile. Chile. I'm going to change my answer. Carmen says Chile. Chile. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Dave? Brazil. <laughs> Snatching it from the fire, Carmen comes up with another one. Chile is the correct answer. Santiago. <laughs> Chile. Oh, thank you, Hitch. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> here I am being thoroughly thoughtful. And here Carmen is being seriously sneaky. Listen, I wasn't. He just texted me. He just texted me. I, but Key West, I got on my own. But when I was struggling with Columbia, my sweet producer, who I love so much, Hitch, I will buy you whatever you want today. Cup of coffee. All right, so, Dave, I feel like you're going to have a, a good shot at this one. How many, and you go first on this one. How many time zones are there in the world? In the world? Yes. Uh, let's, let's just pick a number out of the hat and say 12. Carmen? And honestly, that was the one that I would have gone with. I'm going to say, I'm going to step down and say eight or ten, and Hitch is not texting me. Okay. Uh, mm. Let me think. Let me think. I'm going to Google. say, <laughs> uh, well, I'm trying to, at least I'm honest when I got help. Uh, I'll say ten. <laughs> Did she just say at least I'm honest? When, I said at least I'm honest on when, this I, question. Okay. when I get help. Right. Oh, yes, that's right. You're when she cheats, when I get help. she tells you about <laughs> I didn't it. Cheat. I didn't cheat. I told you. That's okay, not so cheating if you tell. Dave says I say 12. 10. Carmen says 10. 10. It is cheating if you actually read it. It wouldn't have been well, cheating. It popped up on my screen. It popped up on my laptop. It, uh, okay, here we go. You're both wrong. I'm sorry. The actual answer is 24. 
I did wow. think about that. Which but makes I sense. Thought, and it's not, you know, I mean. Your answer was logical, 12. Yeah. See, that's, I went with 12 because of the, the you know, number of hours in a day. Yeah. I just, I just thought it would be half, yeah. Distance between them. I mean, there are only three in the U.S., so I just. Hmm. This was created Four, back in 1884 when they divided the world into 24 different segments and assigned okay. time zones I to did them. Not, so, yeah. I did not huh. know that. So, do we all feel more... Actually, listen, Dave, you know why we should have known better? Is because when you go to set up something and you have to choose your time zone, you really have to scroll through quite a few. That probably should have reminded us that there were more than 10 or 12. Except that I don't often have to pick my time zone. So, apparently, that's my problem is (laughs) I don't spend a lot of time picking time zones. Don't travel too much. (laughs) No, I Um, don't. Okay, I personally think that I won. Take the chili off the map. I mean, take Chili off the yes. scorecard. Yes. Um, you still got one of them right. Yep. And one. And you got yeah. zero. Congrat- <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> Carmen. I will go make you a cup of coffee right now. Uh, he wouldn't have made a good cup anyway. Our always thoughtful listeners were quick to remind us that the U.S. actually has six time zones. We were thinking the lower 48, right. which we even said that wrong. We said three. And we, it's four, obviously. But Mountain time always we, throws me. We were just flustered a little bit. But uh, within the lower 48, of course, you have Eastern, Central, Mountain, and Pacific time. And then you have Alaskan daylight time, which is currently, you know, the way they count it. But Hawaii doesn't go to daylight savings time because they, I guess they got plenty of daylight they can always mm-hmm. save out there well, in the Pacific, mm-hmm. but there are certain standard times of the time. year they get very little daylight. Is that so, a fact? I do believe so. We're talking Hawaii now. Oh, Hawaii! Not, not Alaska, I, was, yeah. I was back in Alaska. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> there, but they're on standard time right now, and it's two mm-hmm. nineteen in the morning in Hawaii oh, wow. right now. Yeah. So if yeah. you have friends, don't call them now. Wait till they, <laughs> the alarm goes off. Yeah. Well, you know, we're about to hit that time of year where we have the 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 age old debate. Every single year, it's like, why do we have to switch time zones? Because we're about to go back to regular time zone here. What is it? Is it the first first week in November, I think? the Like the first Sunday, second Sunday? I don't know. It's, it's coming uh, up. I know it's yeah. coming up in November. Anyway, regardless, uh, we're going to go back to regular time zone for like literally four months, maybe. And, you know, we have this conversation. It used to be six months and six months. But anyway, it's down now to it's only four months and then we go back to daylight savings and it's yeah. like, let's just pick one i think it's arizona is arizona the one that doesn't change there's a couple, there a couple of places yeah. in the uh, u.s that refuse to change yeah uh the the days of course are getting shorter yeah already and we were out driving around i guess i don't you know i do some nighttime or evening running when mm-hmm. i'm in what i'm doing my running yeah. And you lose you lose that evening time mm-hmm. unless you don't and mind running after oh, dark. Listen, I just looked it up. It's November the 5th. I just looked on my calendar. It's November 5th uh, when the time changes. And, yeah, I mean, I've talked about it before. There, when that time changes and it falls back, there are days that Pete and I look at each other and we say that first number has to be a 7 before we get in bed, especially yeah. me. <laughs> but we have, we, we've gone to bed, you know, at 645 that <laughs> You know, it's, what amazes me, Bill, is that she's yeah. the youngest member of the I know. team. I know. I know. It's love, not I'm an like, age I thing. I need my sleep. I need my sleep. I need my sleep. I love it. Uh. Well, it's getting late. Let's play a song. Carmen, Carmen Standard Time, whatever that is. So I was just, uh, I'm looking through some of my pictures on my phone. Mm-hmm. 
I was looking for something specific. Well, I've been to the to, to NASA several times, both in Houston and Cape Canaveral. Mm-hmm. In Cape Canaveral, they've got a big display of all the different spacesuits and uh, spacesuit prototypes over the years as the space program was just getting underway. And I know I've got pictures of that somewhere. I just can't find them at the moment. But here's why I bring it up. I think this is may, maybe, just maybe, a space story that Carmen might be interested in. Okay. Space fashion. I'm all ears. <laughs> yeah. Space fashion. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yep. The first people to walk on the moon in more than 50 years will be wearing Prada. Really? <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm just thinking I'm, my really is like, wow, we're going to go designer in space. Yeah. I mean, I just, can you imagine just for a second what it will look like when they roll out the new spring line? <laughs> <laughs> the models all, the cat, all, they're the walking catwalk. the catwalk <laughs> in weightlessness. Yeah. Here we have yeah, a lovely, exactly. a lovely yeah. combination. I mean, uh-huh. it's, uh, apparently it's not quite going to be like that. Prada mm-hmm. is getting involved. Um, they do say, do not expect to see a bunch of Paisley uh, outfits and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's not really about fancy patterns. Um, spacesuits are about maintaining a good thermal environment. Uh, some people have described a spacesuit as basically mm-hmm. like a miniature spacecraft. It has to provide pressure, oxygen, has to keep you at a reasonable temperature. It It is the environment that you are in when you are in yeah. space. It's keeping yeah. you alive. Mm-hmm. But apparently people are tired of the same old bulky, drab mm-hmm. spacesuits. Bound to happen mm-hmm. at some point, right? So, I mean, all this futuristic science fiction movies have really cool spacesuits, but then you compare them to what we've had in our history. Uh, I don't know. When you see some of the things that they've been wearing lately, I mean, they're they're kind of sleeker looking. They're not as bulky. When you look at uh, some of the people that have taken trips up to the International Space Station on yeah. the SpaceX things, they they look pretty comfy. I guess the, I don't keep up well with space fashion. Carmen, you? Uh, no. I mean, I, it all looks the same to <laughs> Google, me. Google a lot of the pictures. But here's yeah. the okay. deal. Um, they say that one of the things that Prada is apparently good at is working with uh, composite fabrics. And okay. that's where they're looking at making some technical contributions to the outer layers of the spacesuit, So oh, that cool. it's got the strength hmm. that it needs. Maybe it's not quite as bulky. Maybe it gets the job done. But I don't know. When you start thinking about Prada spacesuits, all I can think yeah. of is designers coming into the room <laughs> and oh, saying, yeah. oh, that has got to go. That neckline is way <laughs> off. That, how are you supposed to accessorize that? <laughs> you know, it's like, can, and, the, and the helmet, is it an accessory or yeah, I part mean, of the. Yeah. Can you show us? We need something with a little more heel. You know, I just, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, apparently the Artemis astronauts will be wearing Prada. Talking about Prada and spacesuits. <laughs> In the same Made sentence. Me, yeah, never yeah, thought exactly, I'd say that. Which is so funny. But, you know, let's just file this under a PSA because there's been um, a lot of uh, a lot of chatter lately in women's spaces online, Instagram, influencers, fashion, yada, yada, yada. You know, blue jeans are just an, an American staple. They're a world staple. It's not just an American staple. Right. I mean, jeans are... Everyone loves jeans, and I, th- I think they've even become, you know, even part of the business dress. If it's a nice pair of jeans, darker denim always leans more dressy, what have you. And for the longest time, just when you, I mean, jeans have gotten so expensive, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, goodness gracious. I remember when you could spend 
20, 30 bucks for a pair of jeans, nice jeans. And now, I mean, they can be in the hundreds of dollars, but thankfully there's a lot of affordable jeans out there. But one of the things that was always frustrating is just when you would invest in a couple of pairs of jeans, whether it was the the skinny legs or the low rise, oh dear Lord, please Lord, never let those come back <laughs> in. Uh, or you'd have the the baby boot cut or the boot cut or the flare. Or I mean, it was just, they would make such changes to the jeans to where, you know, I can remember when on the when the back pockets used to be heavily stitched, you know, mm-hmm. those back pockets had designs on them. All that to say, uh, fashion folks, influencers saying all jeans are in style as far as the cut. Now, you don't want to go get the fancy stuff on your the on the back, pocket. back pockets. No, you don't. Right. You don't right. want that. Right. But skinny jeans, like I wore a pair of skinny jeans, I think yesterday. And we what what brought this conversation to mind is that we had a conversation about this mm-hmm. because uh, wider leg jeans have come back in. Uh, I love a good uh, a slender leg with just a baby boot, not like a bell bottom, like a baby boot, especially with heels that looks really really um, cute together. You have to pair the the right shoe, you know, whether you're wearing a sneaker with it or a, a pump or, or what have you. But for women everywhere, when you think, okay, are my jeans out of style? If you think about that, that kind of thing, um, they're saying, no, if hmm. you, if you pair it right, wear it right. Hmm. You know, you don't want to wear like a wide leg jean with a big bulky sweater. Like if it's wide on the bottom, you want to wear a more fitted top. Mm-hmm. If you've got the skinny leg jeans and you can have the more flowy top on you know a flowier top so you have to pair it right right but i don't know i just i love it because i feel like maybe the fashion industry maybe this is in response to women saying stop stop every time we buy jeans two years later they're out of style right and basically they're saying whatever cut looks best on a woman's body type yeah is in style. I think that's so a positive that. thing. I do too. Even yeah. with guys' jeans, the last mm-hmm. time I went to buy jeans, I was amazed. And I, you know, I'm not fashion forward, but yeah. I had a wall of jeans at the place that I go to buy jeans, right? And they've mm-hmm, got mm-hmm. every kind of cut you can imagine. I'm like, okay, which ones? Which ones in? All of yeah. them. All whether of them. Whether it's you know the boot cut, yeah. the straight leg, the yeah, yes, the, you yes. know, it's, they're all in. So, so I, yeah. I have to ask a question, Bill. Uh-huh. Do you? Ever stop to think about well, if it's wide leg on the bottom, it has to be more fitted on the top. <laughs> no, no, are these I, are those consider anything that she just said? Have you ever stood in the closet and thought it like I don't even know what a baby boot is? Yeah, uh, for me, that's something my wife crochets for infants. I don't, no, I I will say truly, Dave, I have never thought about that. But now that Carmen said it, I will think yes. about it. You will. Yes. I will. Well, you certainly will. You know what? I will not. Here's Listen, y'all it's don't for, wear flowy blouses. This no, is more don't. for women. And the next time I wear my baby boot jeans, I will point it out to you, Dave, and say, look, these are baby boots. You, I'm usually wearing my baby. If we're, if we're working <laughs> and having to be dressed up, I typically, because I wear heels with those jeans, right. I have a pair of dark denim, that's a baby boot that I will wear heels with. It's just a dressier look. Yeah. Women know what I'm talking about. And basically a baby boot is not quite as wide as a bootleg and definitely not a flare. It's okay. just a it's a it's a, a full here's, here's how I decide yeah. which pair of jeans to wear. <laughs> Does that have a stain on it? No? Okay, we're good. <laughs>
All right, Dave, this would probably be more of a question for you because Bill doesn't do it anymore. But we've all heard the, you know, we all know that sleepwalking is a thing. Sleep talking is a thing. People can talk in their sleep. Um, what don't I do? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying well, to figure I, that out, no, too. I've, I've never sleepwalked with this. I don't sleep talk. <laughs> I'm about to tell you. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> do you think, Dave, that sleep wordling is a thing? Uh, it has not I legit, been for me. I legit did it. And here's how I know that I did it. Here's how. I'm not kidding you. So okay. this is a couple of nights ago. I could not sleep. I just, it was one of those nights. I don't know what woke, I mean, I woke up, sorry, TMI, went to the bathroom. It was probably two something in the morning, got back in bed and just tossed and turned and could not go back to sleep. And I play Wordle every single day. I always start with the word crate, C-R-A-T-E. I've done that for long times. Yeah. Ages. Crate, crate, crate. Always my first word. So that night that I couldn't sleep, tossing and turning, and I mean, it was almost, I think I dozed off right before the alarm went off. And I, it was just, it was a, a rough night's sleep. All of a sudden, I open up Wordle, and I've got the word chime. Chime. Chime <laughs> is like, I have typed in the word chime. Uh-huh. And I don't know what the second word was, but I was horrified. I'm like, oh my goodness. You don't remember putting it in there? And here's no how and where did the word chime come from? Where did chime come from? And can, okay, but here's the thing that would have made this disastrous. Uh huh. If by chance that particular word that day that I sleep wordled had been crate, right? I don't know that I would ever gotten over it. I probably would have never played the game, <laughs> the game again. But who am I the only one who is tossing and turning in bed? I don't even, I don't remember grabbing my phone. I don't remember putting in the word chime. And I put in one other word and they were not even remotely related. I mean, I don't even remember what the word was, but I, I, I think I had to have done it in that period where I could not go back to sleep, but clearly I wasn't awake enough to know that I grabbed my phone <laughs> And put in the word chime so instead have of you, the word crate. Question for you. Have you ever, because yes. I've come close to this before, when huh. I'm scanning like my Kindle books and I've got a bunch of them in my wish list. Yeah. And I don't have books I'll in doze off list. and my thumb hits the phone. And I'm like, oh, I wake up and think, tell me I didn't just buy that book for $28 <laughs> that I'm waiting to come down to $1.99. I don't think she that her thumb accidentally hit. Uh, wordle and put the word chime in. Yeah, it would take no. more than a th- uh, than one it thumb. Would, yes, mm-hmm. and also to to your your question, I don't have books on my wish list. I don't even know where the wish list is. Well, no, my, my question Kindle. is, have you ever bought something oh. in your sleep? Or woke no, up never. Next morning and no. Thought, oh no, I've, no, never. But the funniest story about buying something in 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 odd times was my my uh, cousin Tammy. Literally, this is back when QVC was huge, and everyone was watching QVC. I've told this story before. Tammy was literally in the hospital having her son had just given birth. Uh, her husband went home. She's watching QVC. This she is like baby call. number two. Oh, she called her husband and said, hey, what's my, I don't have my credit card here. What's my credit card number? 
paper <laughs> because there's something on QVC and it's only going to be up for like seven more minutes. We have laughed about that for years and years and years in our family. Mm. But yeah, I think I sleep wordled the other night and I, I don't know where the word chime came in. I had, you know, I had enough sense to find a five letter yeah, word. Right. The C was still there. The E was still there at the end, but <laughs> I gotta tell you. So, am I on? Am I on an island with this? You have to be on an island, (laughs) as far as I'm concerned. But the other problem for me is I can't see the letters in my phone when I. I, I, There's no sleep wordling for me, right? Because if I pick up the phone, I would. It would have to be a five (laughs) random letters because I can't see (laughs) what I just typed. If you listen to the Joy FM, if you listen on your car radio or uh, if you listen on a smart speaker, if you listen on the app, uh, we just, we first of all, so much appreciate you choosing the Joy FM and, and having us be a part of your day. Uh, one thing that I want to remind you of, a couple of things. I was actually coming home from dinner last night with Pete. He was telling me, he said, hey, babe, the, the app, I forgot to tell you, the app has been skipping. And I said, have you updated it? And he had not and so just having that conversation with him, just, and he even said, he goes, you probably should re- remind listeners every now and then that they need to do that. So just want to let everybody know if you listen on the app or, it, you know, it connects to a smart speaker or what have you. Um, we do do updates from time to time. So if you're ever having any trouble with that, um, just go to your, I guess it's the Google the Google store, I don't know, or it would be the app store on your iPhone Mm -hmm. and just look, it'll, it'll show updates and you just scroll down. And if the joy FM is there, just click update. So 99.999% of the time, because you know, technology is always changing and same thing with your Apple phones and Google phones and you just, you know, have to update the software. So always make sure that that's up to date. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing that I wanted to, to say, if you listen on, uh, I don't want to say her name because I don't want to set them all off, but the Amazon, Amazon a, smart speaker. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, just a reminder that when you when you want to listen to the Joy FM, say open the Joy FM because if you say play the Joy FM, it takes you to a third party uh, vendor tuned in. And there's just there's there's pre-roll, there's commercials at the beginning of tuned in, and they don't always align with the Joy FM's values. And so we've heard feedback, you know, people calling and saying, Hey, why are y'all playing this? And it's like, well, it's it's not us. Mm-hmm. But the workaround for that is open the Joy FM as the command as right. opposed to play. So I just right. want to keep communicating that with folks so you have the best listening experience with the Joy FM. That's really great, great stuff. So thank you for listening. We appreciate it. If you want more information about our apps or smart speakers, you can find it on our website at thejoyfm.com. All right, I got a home uh, tech hack for you. I knew that was going to be tough to say. (laughs) A home tech hack for you. And I found this in Reader's Digest. I'm sure that the tech mags had it out, you know, probably a couple months ago, but this was just a couple weeks ago in Reader's Digest. And this actually is something I think you could use if you get frustrated with your internet speeds, the little spinny wheel that happens when we're watching TV sometimes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or download speeds that change. And it's the science behind it is super simple. And when I talk about it, you guys, Dave and Carmen, are both going to think about the way we aim radio antennas. Mm-hmm. Because it's the same principle. Your router 
has a couple of antennas on the back. Some of them are internal. Some of them literally stick up, just little plastic antennas. And they're, you know, they're not shaped or pointed in any one direction. They just go straight up, which means they're omnidirectional. So the Wi-Fi signal just goes in a big sort of circle all around the house. And so it's getting to places that you don't need it to go. It's going outside in the street or to your neighbor's house. And you don't need it over there. And so one of the easiest home tech hacks is to place a piece of tinfoil behind your router. Now, that's... You do realize... I, <laughs> that, yes. That now you sound like someone who's suggesting that we wear hats. I know. <laughs> I know. I totally know this. Oh, I'm but just follow me on it. this. I'm Prevent the signals. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. Goodness. But follow this. Okay, so here's the way it works. You could also use a, a can or something else that's metallic, but it's got to be reflective. That's the, that's the key thing. And you place a curved sheet of aluminum royal uh, foil around the router so that you can actually aim the signal. It's supposed to be a C-shape. Now, stay with me here. Uh, you adjust yeah. the... <laughs> He's going to make this hard. You adjust the direction <laughs> of the foil's curve to steer the signal toward the parts of your home where you need it better. Like if I were putting this behind our router, it doesn't yeah. need to go into the nursery or the back of the house mm -hmm. or the garage. Mm -hmm. It needs to mm -hmm. go towards where the TV is in the front room or our bedroom needs to be there. So I know what direction I would, would put this in. Now, researchers at Dartmouth <laughs> University actually vouch for this solution. They did tests on this. Here's what they found. They took a 3D printed shape, covered it with standard aluminum foil, designed it to match the specific Wi-Fi needs of the room. In other words, curving it just right, that kind of thing. They were able to boost Wi-Fi signals up to 55% in certain spots and reduce them up to 63.3% in spots where Wi-Fi wasn't needed. I, I just <laughs> I want to say this. I've got more science. There's, so. I'm sure the science is there, and it's probably valid. Oh, but I just, I, I'm telling you right now, you go get yourself, yourself a curved piece of aluminum foil. Uh -huh. You place it around your router, and you wait to see how long it takes your wife to pick it up and throw it away. No, no. Well, she never looks at the router, but here's the thing. It's not on the router. It's behind the router. Doesn't so matter. That it... My router sits next to the TV in the living room. Yeah. yeah aesthetically. Aesthetically, yes. Oh, there is no way my mm. wife is going to let me Bill, put a curved no. piece of aluminum foil mine's behind hidden. it. No, I, mine's hidden. No, mine's hidden. I'd be totally fine with mine. Okay. But, Yes, my I will say I'm in the middle of y'all. It's not in the den, but it's in his, but it's not hidden. And there is no way I'm grabbing Reynolds foil wrap <laughs> or Campbell's soup can and doing this. You you are cray. Hammy uh, is soda, blowing us up right now. Our soda IT can. guy. Soda can would work better. So so check this out. So check this out. The writer of this is Brooke Nelson on Reader's uh -huh. Digest. Again, I, the uh -huh. tech mags. I'm sure all had it right. Before what this. shape is the tinfoil hat she's wearing in the picture? <laughs> what's so, the age? What's the age demo directed for Reader's Digest? I don't know, but I'm, you can look it up on Tech Mags if you want to. If Dartmouth <laughs> did this research, it's got to be out there. So here's the thing: you can actually check this with the Google Speed Test on your the Google the Google Speed Test. You just run Speed Test and check it. Now here's what this writer did: quote, the difference was massive. I got a download speed of only. 30 megabits per second, 
on my porch versus 230 per megabits per second in my living room after I put this reflective piece of foil in place. What, what if, and this is just what there if. There we go. What if the actual study from Dartmouth is how many people will follow these instructions <laughs> no matter how ridiculous they sound? What if that's the real study and it really has nothing to do with download speeds? Well, I don't know, but honey, if you're listening, we mm -hmm. need some more aluminum foil. No. <laughs> no. Bill was just telling us how to uh, make a lovely little um, tinfoil arc to put behind <laughs> our our routers to get better Wi-Fi. Can I just read I'm you just a couple of things? I'm just reporting. I know. I know. Dartmouth. Gosh. I still think this whole thing <laughs> uh -huh. is an, it, it, the real study is on how many people will actually follow these <laughs> instructions. Uh, here's from our, our tech team. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. Don't be telling people this. <laughs> Wi-Fi 6 does beam forming, but I'm with Dave. And then finally this. Also, Bill. Also, Bill. <laughs> sure, it could work. But remember, Wi-Fi is in three bands, all with different wavelengths. You've got 2.4 gigahertz, 5 gigahertz, and now 6 gigahertz. And yes, it is the same thing we do for directional FM antennas, but those are long waves. Within half an, and it has to be within half an inch. These are tiny wavelengths, so a millimeter would make a difference, a huge difference. So it's not quite as simple as make yourself an arc <laughs> out, of, out of Reynolds wrap and so put it behind your. First of all, they they laughed at Noah too, Dave. But I will say this: <gasps> Noah oh, got his oh. instructions from God, those, not Dartmouth. Those 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 um, <laughs> those those tech guys are smart. But I want to go back to the first sentence. Also, Bill, sure, it could work. No, it could so there we go. work. There we go. There we it's, go. it's a maybe, possibly, oh, rest might Hammy. could. You're saying there's a chance. Oh, Hammy. my word. Um, I love that Hammy chimed in. And no, it I still think instructions from God. This is, this is how I think this whole thing started. There was a group of, of grad students at Dartmouth. Uh-huh. And they were all sitting around in the room one night, and they went, what can we get people to do? Oh, what if we tell them, put tinfoil behind their router? <laughs> that was the conversation. They got an A for the project. Bill's Big Word of the Day. Egg-headed is the big word of the day today. That's an adjective, egg, followed by the word head, and the suffix ed. It's uh, actually literally... An analogy with someone who is bald, having that nice, shiny, round head that would be egg-headed. But it's typically used as a slang term for an intellectual or a highbrow. So it's typically not used in a complimentary way. Here's a little sentence that might put it in context. Tinfoil behind your router may be egg-headed, but it just might work. That's the big word of the day today. Egg-headed. This is the morning cruise.